This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. All right, this has really got me kind of excited. And I've got Damien Sinclair, who's the director of creative advancement for Maryland Hall. And for everybody that doesn't know Maryland Hall, shame on you. Go to MarylandHall.org and learn all about this great institution that we have in Annapolis here. And Damien Sinclair is here this morning to talk about Athletes for the Arts. How are you, Damien? I'm doing very well. Thanks for spending some time with me. This is this is exciting. And, uh, you know, I, I've got to say this, that this is the latest excitement out of Maryland Hall. You guys are always I don't know whether you're bending the or you know pushing the envelope or whatever the whatever the phrase you want to talk about is, but you've brought in you know films into you know I, I will say the gym, uh, you know, but into the uh, the Kunitz Center down uh, down in the in the lower level of Maryland Hall, the expansion that you've undergone over the couple of years. I know the Paul Reed Smith summer thing because of COVID had to go um, virtual, and that was just an incredible success. The front porch concert series and the front porch films, you guys are just knocking knocking COVID out of the ballpark here. And this looks like it's another one, Athletes for the Arts. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the key with COVID and the key with any kind of uh, time like now is to proactively do programming that is positive, energetic, um, as opposed to kind of slinking away, you know, during dark times. It's now's the time to be active, you know, and energized. And, you know, and Athletes for the Arts is just one of those programs. And we are uh, running it concurrently with uh, Art of Activism, which is uh, an exhibit that we have going on right now. Right. A friend of mine, um, Kamasel Brown, is deeply involved with that. He's in my leadership Anne Arundel class this year. Yeah, his work is tremendous, as is all of the work. So while I talk about Athletes for the Arts, you know, I definitely want to encourage, um, you know, audiences to participate in art of activism as well. And one of the brilliant tie-ins is uh, one of our athletes for Athletes for the Arts is also one of our artists for art of activism. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Well, as the director of creative advancement, what what is your role at Maryland Hall? So my job is to help drive programming for Maryland Hall and make sure that the marketing, fundraising, and communications all align with that visioning. So help this team develop the programming and make sure that we're communicating it all kind of collectively in a very holistic way. And your latest thing is Athletes for the Arts, which is going to be on Wednesday, January 27th at 7 p.m. And this is a virtual program, right? That is correct. There was a hope that potentially we could do something that was hybrid with some live, some virtual, uh, but it will be 100 percent virtual streaming event. Well, what basically is Athletes for the Arts? Okay, uh, so it is a fundraiser for Maryland Hall. Uh, We weren't able to have Arts Alive in the same way that we have traditionally had that, which is kind of our fundraiser to start the season in September. Uh, But it's also an advocacy event. The event itself is kind of a celebration of stories, stories of athletes who have found artistic success in their life or who have used the arts to further their life path as well as the stories of students and the importance of arts education in the lives of our community's youth. So when we think about it, we think about Athletes for the Arts as kind of this overall celebration of how the arts create a well-rounded human being. That's something that you don't necessarily get initially. I mean, you you think about the, I mean, here we are, we're going into Super Bowl season. 
you know, you don't think of the athletes and the arts and having anything other than, you know, maybe it's uh, hitting a ball or catching a ball or kicking a ball or whatever it may be. Arts really does really go uh, go through all of that. I mean, it, it impacts every one of us. Well, it does. And I think we we spend too much time segregating people into buckets of who they are. You're either an athlete or you're an artist or you're you go to athletics or you go to art. And the reality of life is that's a lot more blurred. And we find that the arts permeate everyone's lives. And the idea for Athletes for the Arts actually came up, uh, you know, maybe seven, eight years ago. I was an executive director for the Greater Reston Arts Center in Reston, Virginia. And I learned that NBA star Grant Hill went to high school at South Lakes High School where in the community where I was. And Grant Hill is one of the largest collectors of African-American art in the country. And I a little spark in my brain, there's something here. And Grant, you know, developed a uh, scholarship for students to uh, go to school to study art. And his whole visioning behind it, at least as I understand it, was to make sure that African-American students, minority students understood that you could find career success beyond just athletics or a music career, that you could be an artist, that you could be an architect, that you could be a fashion designer, different stuff like that. So that that kind of spurred on the idea. And it wasn't until I came to Maryland Hall when that idea could actually take shape. Well, that was quite a vision, both on the part of Grant Hill as well as uh you know, on the part of you and considering bringing this to Maryland Hall. Now, how is this going to work? I mean, I think I remember reading somewhere where it was going to be like a, a TED Talk type of a of a situation. Yeah. So the um, the structure of the event is pretty straightforward. Um, you know, so it will be an entertaining evening from beginning to end. Uh, so we'll have uh, we have two athletes that are actively participating that evening. Eric Katani, who's a former fullback at Navy, played for the Washington football team. And Aaron Mabin, who uh, was a Penn State graduate, he was a linebacker, picked, I think, number 11 in the draft, played for the Bills, the Jets and others. But he is a Baltimore uh, resident. Uh, and he is, uh, as he says, a son of the city of Baltimore. So they will be participating. They are going to tell their stories. They're going to talk about the importance of art in their lives. They're also going to introduce uh, some students, students that have come through Maryland Hall's outreach programs, our Hovenus Artistas program, a Hood to Good program, others who have been deeply impacted by the role of arts in their lives. So they're going to tell those stories. In addition, there's going to be a great concert. Uh, Nina Freelon, who's going to be performing throughout the evening, uh, is a six-time Grammy-nominated jazz vocalist. Um, wow. She, yeah, she's amazing and a, a powerful force. And so she's going to create uh, a wonderful evening of music that ties to that. But she was also a four-year national spokeswoman for Partners in Education. And her her driving goal was always about arts education and the lives of students. And so a lot of tie-ins in between all of these stories. Uh, we're very lucky. Um, we've had a lot of other participation in the event that will be live. So Julie Donaldson, who is the senior vice president of communication, I'm going to get her title just a little bit wrong, at the Washington football team. But she has you know, been a broadcaster in the D.C. region for years. She's going to be hosting the night. We were lucky enough to partner with uh, the NFL Players Association. Uh, the executive director of their uh, Players Foundation will be 
welcoming people to the event. He's a former Washington football team player, won a Super Bowl with the team. Um, and then even the senior uh, director of player development at um, the Washington football team uh, is a painter. And he has, you know, recorded a message that we'll share with the audience as well. So from beginning to end, what you're going to get is this kind of enjoyable, crafted, powerful experience that you can sit at home, watch and feel inspired, you know, to take action to support arts and education. And I do see that you've got an auction. How is how is that working? Yeah, so we have a, a completely online auction uh, that accompanies the event. Uh, the team and the community have been very supportive in donating items. Uh, as you register for the event, you get access. You can also access the auction separately, and all that information is on our website. Uh, we have some really cool things available and new things available that we probably wouldn't have had we not been doing Athletes for the Arts. Uh, very generous donation. We received a... Um, a photograph, a, a photographic print that was created by uh, Baltimore Ravens uh, Hall of Fame linebacker Ray Lewis. Uh, it's a part of a series he did uh, in 2012, and that's available for people to pick up. Ray Lewis uh, is a photographer? He is a photographer, yes. He is an athlete and an artist. Wow. Who knew? Um, yeah, no. And, and I think that's the beauty of this event is you're going to learn more and more as the more we do this, how many athletes are actual artists or how many people that participate in athletics. Another uh, very generous donation by the senior develop, uh, senior director of player development at the Washington football team, Malcolm Blacken. He is an artist as well. In fact, during the draft this year, uh, when the coach of the Washington football team was live on television one of malcolm's paintings was in the background uh during that it's not one of the paintings that's going to be a part of our auction uh but you know just shows this kind of internal passion for art at the washington football team malcolm's donated two paintings uh one is this tremendous flag uh that he created it's a very large piece beautiful piece um important piece the other which i think is uniquely special is a piece called um uh, Super Bowl MVP. And it is a mixed media piece. So it's got a, a jersey with the number 17 kind of built into the canvas and painted. Uh, well, that's Doug Williams, uh, Super Bowl MVP. That's his jersey uh, that they created the piece. And the piece is signed not just by Malcolm Blacken, but also by uh, Doug Williams as well. And so really special kind of unique piece. Uh, we also had some local artists uh create art on sports memorabilia. So Kim Hovell, uh, Jen Sterling, uh, Jeff Huntington have uh, artistified, and I know that's not a word, but uh, created on football helmets and field hockey sticks and other sports memorabilia to create kind of unique versions, visions of art that people will be able to own that kind of tie in that art and athletics. But it's an amazing uh, curated auction uh, that people can start participating in now. It is live online and um, people will be able to go in and bid up, up until the event, up until midnight on the 27th. That sounds fantastic. How, how long did it take you to get it to roll off the end of your tongue, Washington football team? It, I practice it every <laughs> single day. Every single day, it's it, you know you you want to revert to um, the other name, 
the other name, but uh, but we're all learning as best we can to do that. And um, but the Washington football team has been so supportive of this endeavor, so much participation on their side. We've been very lucky in that way, and it's been been tremendous. You know, I, I do find that the NFL teams on local levels, and that's both with the Baltimore Ravens and also the Washington football team, they are just so very, very philanthropic and they're very, very much involved in the communities. Obviously, they've got community support and fans and everything else. But, I mean, if you look at the different foundations that they have and the different causes that they support, um, just tremendous, tremendous partners to have in the area and the region. So we are very fortunate to be sandwiched in between two great NFL teams. And uh, we, just need, we just need a hockey team up in Baltimore, I think. I think that's what we – and maybe a basketball team. I don't know. Well, I definitely think the hockey would go very well. Um, you know, and our hope is, you know, again, just kind of looking towards the future. You know, we have heavy participation by the Washington football team right now. But the kicker for the Baltimore Ravens, he's an opera singer, Justin Tucker. You know, our hope is to get lots of participation from a lot of different sources moving forward. The NBA is rife with uh, artistic talent. And so as this event grows, I think you'll start to our audiences will start to see such a broad, diverse array of talent and participation from all over the country as this event grows. Well, to sit at home on our couch and watch, I mean, first of all, I think you know, while we sit there and look and say, okay, the, we've all had enough of Zoom calls, I'm sure. But all the virtual stuff, initially people were sitting there going, you know, this is just horrible. But there's a there's a bright side to this because you open up Maryland Hall to a literal world of people that have no idea who or what Maryland Hall does. And I know that, you know, you look at the program that you had over the summer with Paul Reed Smith. You look at what the um, Annapolis Symphony has done. Uh, you look at all of these people that are able to – now I've got somebody in Colorado that's a fan of Maryland Hall. Uh, you know, when, when could you have done that a year and a half ago? No, and, and, and it's interesting too because I think that is – there are no positives about COVID um, at all. And I don't even want to kind of lean that direction. But what I will say is it has allowed organizations – to pause and rethink of the way it interacts with audiences and arts organizations in particular have a long history of being adaptive, being creative. It's in our nature and finding new ways to do things. And, you know, I think those of us that are going to really thrive and survive have to come up with different patterns, different paths that are not as traditional. And I'll be honest with you, even with athletes for the arts, I think I had envisioned it as being a, um, you know, a fundraising event with a banquet and a talk and a on stage and performance still. But I don't think I would have been bold enough to do what we're basically producing, which is a television show, um, had it not been for this moment. Now I can't envision the event in the future ever being anything but a produced show that audiences can watch with live components, of course. Uh, and so that's kind of a fun thing that we're able to think more boldly, even in some ways. And especially if the message resonates, if it, if it is universal, which I believe athletes for the arts is, you can reach so many new audiences in different ways than we would have been able to otherwise. 
Absolutely. Well, uh, you keep mentioning that this is a fundraiser, and I do want to remind everybody that it is. And you can get tickets at MarylandHall.org, and it's right there on the front page, Athletes for the Arts. And you guys are including a membership to Maryland Hall when you buy a ticket for this. And this, and the tickets are not – I mean this is not one of those $400, $500 a night get dressed up in your tuxedo kind of things. This is a get your favorite sweatpants, sit on your couch, and it's only $40. But you get a membership to Maryland Hall with that? Yeah. I mean we wanted to keep it as simple as possible. So the ticket is $40. That is completely a charitable donation to the organization. And uh, we because of that donation, you will become a member for one year. And so we thought that was an easy way to kind of, you know, mentally put a stake in the ground and say, you get something for you just participating, just buying that ticket allows you to be a part of the Maryland Hall family. It's our job then after that, especially if you were not traditionally a donor or a member to Maryland Hall, it's our job to get you excited about what we do year round. Sure. Uh, but the hope is that this is a spark to kind of get you interested and participate. Well, you guys have been sparking everything. And as I said, I mean, there's just something at Maryland Hall when it's firing under all cylinders or even when it's firing under COVID cylinders. That's fantastic. I mean, you've got live music. You've had rock and roll shows. You've had comedy shows. You've had uh, the TED Talks and, and you know, partnerships with the Rams Head on stage, you know, the symphony, the ballet, the opera, and certainly the uh, the films and the um, – you know, the exhibits that you have, you know, Maryland Hall was a vision way back when. And I know uh, it was like Linnell Bowen and uh, Ellen Moyer. And I know Michael Bush was former uh, Speaker Bush was instrumental in getting that old decrepit high school into a world class program. Well, exactly. And I'm glad you brought up Mike, because that's um, that's a big part of Athletes for the Arts. Part of the reason, you know, this was an idea from a long time ago. It could only happen now at Maryland Hall because of Mike. And um, the board established what they called the Michael E. Bush Center for the Arts at Maryland Hall. And this was kind of a vision to lean into Mike's passion for Maryland Hall and to, you know, bring this organization kind of statewide. Um, You know, we're located in Annapolis, but we are in the capital of the state. And many of us believe that there's a lot that we can do to really highlight the arts statewide. Mike was a former running back at Temple University. He was a big supporter of athletics locally. And that was the moment when I realized that this event has to happen here. How, How could it not? And when you take into account, you know, the fact that Bill Belichick graduated from this building in 1970, you have all of these little places, pieces that makes so much sense to launch this type of an event annually, you know, in future iterations, we will always do it in January and we will always do it during uh, the legislative assembly here in Maryland. So it will be an advocacy event. We are going to be talking about the importance of arts education. And that's something that we intend to do on an annual basis. And that again is leaning into Mike and Mike's passion for both the arts, Maryland hall and athletics. Well, it's true. And he, and he actually even carried that into his uh, non-political career because he had had, had a career with uh, the Anne Arundel County Department of Recreation and Parks. Uh, so, exactly. I mean, you know, he's he's been all about that. And uh, there is a um, there is a person that's sorely missed, uh, you know, whether you went up against him as an adversary or as a friend. Uh, I mean, he was a great person uh, for Anne Arundel County and for Annapolis in particular and actually the state of Maryland. It was uh, 
pretty fantastic. I'm looking at the front page of your website right now, and I see that uh, the first guests to register are going to get like a tailgate package from Mission Barbecue and Catsup Brothers. I know Catsup Brothers is a sponsor or is a supporter of Maryland Hall. A little bit more of an incentive to uh, register for a ticket because you can get a tailgate package, which uh, some good food from Mission Barbecue, another good local originating company up in Glen Burnie. Which blows my mind, by the way. I can't believe we've got a, a barbecue joint in Glen Burnie that's like kicking butt in like these typical barbecue states like Tennessee and North Carolina. But hey, go for it. We'll take it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the the first 75 people to purchase tickets uh, will receive what we call kind of an at-home tailgate package. We thought we can't bring – you can't bring you to the event, uh, but there's no reason that you can't eat some good food. So – uh, there's a free sandwich coupon from Mission Barbecue uh, that you can convert into a meal for that evening uh, and some, you know, takeaways from Catsup Brothers and from Mission and, you know, just kind of celebrate there. Had we been able to do live, I promise you we would have had barbecue because it's an athletics event and it makes a ton of sense. So it's really generous of uh, Mission and Catsup. Uh, to support us in this way as we give this a shot. Well, I think everybody, uh, in addition to Mission Barbecue and Catsup Brothers, should be supporting Maryland Hall. Uh, go to MarylandHall.org. Get a membership if you can't make this uh, well worth the money spent. If you can make this virtual event, again, which is on January 27th at 7 p.m., do it. It's only $40. You do get a free year of membership to Maryland Hall. And you know we're going to be hearing from just some some fabulous athletes that have – really found that art is another whole section, another part of their persona with Eric Catani, Aaron Mabin. And then uh, I've never, I don't, I can't say that I've ever heard of uh, Nina Freeland, but uh, she sounds fantastic. And somebody that's six time Grammy nominated is uh, can't be a slacker. That's for sure. Absolutely not. She's tremendous. People are going to be blown away by Nina's uh, work and they're going to be truly blown away by the stories um, for sure. And I love that you're bringing in uh, local kids that have uh, really been a beneficiary of some of this to be able to look up to these folks, uh, to Eric and to Aaron, to understand that, you know, hey, this is a um, this is a thing and this is something that you really should pursue and, and really round out the individual. Damien Sinclair, who's the Director of Creative Advancement at Maryland Hall, is here with us again. And you can get tickets for Athletes for the Arts at MarylandHall.org. Again, Wednesday, January 27th at 7 p.m. from the comfort of your couch, perhaps with a Mission Barbecue sandwich. And I would like to see if I can get a hold of, and I think I know somebody at Maryland Hall that can hook me up with it. But I'd like to talk with uh, Eric or Aaron and just see what they've got planned for the evening. And I think I'm going to try to get a hold of them on the phone after we get done with you. But question, is this going to be archived on Facebook Live at some point? Or are you going to be able to look at this anytime other than the live? Yeah. So the hope is that we'll have an encore presentation uh, of the event. We haven't set a date or time. We need to kind of record it first. Uh, but the hope is that if you can't make it that night, you will have access to it. And, um, you know, and that we can explain expose as many people to this event that we'll do annually as possible. 
Fantastic. Well, I'll tell you, anybody that is listening to this that's in the Annapolis area, this is some place that you need to be on Wednesday, the 27th. And make sure you let your friends that aren't in the Annapolis area know about this. This is a unique program. This is something unique and new that Maryland Hall is bringing to us. This is something that they do all the time. They bring new experiences to the community. And fortunately enough, we're able to expose this to the world and make everybody jealous about what we have right here in Annapolis with Damien Sinclair and Maryland Hall. And that's my own pontification. And as luck would have it, we are able to get a hold of Eric Catani, who is a fullback with played five seasons in the NFL with New England and the Washington football team, which is a team that I still have a problem calling the Washington football team, but we're not going to use that old name now. But more importantly, he played right here in Annapolis at the United States Naval Academy. He was named the MVP for the first win against Notre Dame in 43 years. Great win. But more importantly, never lost a game to Army or Air Force. How are you, Eric? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. This is this is cool because you get to sort of come back to a little bit of homecoming for you here in Annapolis for Athletes for the Arts, which is Wednesday, January 27th at 7 p.m. at Maryland Hall. And as I was talking to Damien a little bit earlier, it's just amazing that, you know, how these athletes, I mean, you, you think they're so singularly focused. Uh, and that's totally not, not the case here. You're sitting here seeing um, – you know, just different aspects of people that you had no idea existed. But you are an artist. After you got done, yes, with, sir. After, yeah. after after you got done with the uh, with the with the military and and the NFL, how did that how did it come about? Yeah, it's uh, you know most people think that you know football players are just you know are just football players, but that's not true. Where uh, a lot of my friends that play football are, are multifaceted faceted uh you know people that could do a bunch of different things you know play the guitar sing you know i was lucky enough to you know become an artist but it all started off after um i grew up you know always you know painting and doodling around but after when i was released from the patriots i was down in florida down in jacksonville beach where i used to be stationed i was there training for football to get back in the get back in the league and uh the gentleman that you know lived lived down the street from me adam brett he uh, was a professional artist and him and I connected him. He said, "Hey, let's let's start painting." I'm like, "Absolutely not! You know, I you know I need to focus on football." After a couple of days, he's asking, asking, asking. I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." You know, let's paint. And then that's kind of was you know started the springboard of you know me painting. I, after that day, I, I think the next three months, I just didn't stop painting. I made like 20 pieces of painting, you know, 20 pieces, sold them all, and just started that that, that road down the art community. Well, what type of painting do you do? Uh, so I do. All types, but I would probably say my best uh, type is mixed media. I like to juxtapose and embed stuff in my paintings. So a lot of my paintings are large pieces. I custom make them on, on wood, and then I add, uh, you know, football cleats or guitars or different types of, uh, you know, pieces to them, and then I, you know, paint them with acrylic, sometimes oil or watercolor, depending on, you know, what kind of the mood I want to be in for the mediums. And then the last thing I usually do is I epoxy resin on my paintings, so it kind of brings the, the depth out underneath the colors um so you've seen a bar is a clear coat and then i, I put it on top blowtorch it let it dry for a couple of days and then you know hopefully sell it or hang out hang on my own wall wow and and you and you've got quite a quite the uh the client list i guess i mean i saw that um bob Kraft owns some of your stuff and uh some garth brooks i think it said 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate, you know, when you, know, you play in the, the National Football League, you know, the, the clientele is, you know, more more attuned to, you know, listening to you as an artist while you're playing football versus, you know, not playing football. So I was fortunate enough to, you know, the, the, the piece that I gave uh, Mr. Kraft actually in their, the Hall of Fame at the Patriots and then uh, Garth Brooks, I uh, do some stuff for his charity. Um, so he has one of my paintings above his bar, which, uh, you know, it's, it's always great to saying you know, Garth Brooks is one of my paintings. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Well, back to athletes for the arts. I mean, how did you get become involved with this? I mean, is this were you involved with this from the beginning or did they come up to you or how did I mean, it seems like an ideal mix for what you're doing and what and what they're looking absolutely. to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my good friend, I played uh, football with Casey Nichols. He uh, he's married to Megan Nichols and Megan worked at the missions board at the Naval Academy, which Damien worked on. And uh, Damien asked, you know, anybody if they knew any artists, you know, that were athletes. And Megan's like, absolutely. Eric Atani, Naval Academy grad, and also professional artist, which also, you know, owns his own art business called Paint True. I think he'd be the best uh, fit. So Damien and I hopped on a Zoom call, you know, during COVID and kind of just launched it last year. And he just went on a run and he's, he's meeting everybody and, and doing everything. So he's doing such a great job of getting this all together. Fantastic. Well, what will be what will be your role? I guess it is on the twenty seventh when we're, we're yeah. Here, and you're, you're actually going to be here on the stage. I mean, you're not going to be doing even though it's going to be held virtually. You're going to be here in real life. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'll be there in real life, and uh, I'll be doing a uh, you know so called TED talk. You know, talking about you know my journey of you know what brought me to you know to the Naval Academy to Annapolis, but more importantly, what brought me to the arts community. Um, and then how art, you know, helped me as, you know, an athlete, as a businessman, as a philanthropist, and how, how it connects. So I'll be actually uh, talking about myself and more importantly talking about uh, a young guy named Jalen that is in the art uh, community. But he's actually not an artist of painting. He does music. So I'll be talking about him and, uh, you know, the introduction of him and how he's doing some great stuff in the Baltimore community. Very cool. And he's local. He's up in Baltimore, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Hey, hey, we got to lose. I know this is the whole military thing. The sir thing, that always reminds me of my dad. And he's like a lot of, you know. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I get that whole yeah. thing. So. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it, it, it's a habit. You know, the Naval Academy has, has ingrained in me, you know, old, sir and everything. And that's how it goes. Old habits die hard. But you, you'd mentioned your company, Paint True. And tell me, tell me a little bit about this and what that is. I mean, it, you know, I, it's. You know, at first I saw the paintry and I'm like, oh, are you? That's Russia. That's, you know, but then I read it's P A I N T R U dot com. Yes, sir. And I'm oh, sorry, I, I, did, I did yes, sir again. Yeah, it's, so it's, paint it's, true is. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. So paint true is a direct consumer art business. Uh, we take any image you have, if it's your kids, your family portrait, dog, wedding, whatever you want, you upload it to our website, you choose your size. You choose your medium in between oil or watercolor. And if you want to stretch or frame, and we match you with an artist around the world that will make your image hand-painted museum quality in around three to four weeks. So we have the world's largest art Instagram with around a half million followers. That's how we get all our artists throughout the whole world. And it's just great how we can, you know, use our platform and our business to help these artists around the world, you know, sell paintings. You know, when I was in NFL, I had the platform of the media, the news, the, you know, my social media to help promote my stuff. But a lot of these artists out there, you know, in, in Africa and Europe and Asia, 
they don't have the platforms that, you know, we have at, at paint true. So we, uh, take your image, send it to them. They paint it, hand paint it from scratch. And then it turns into a beautiful mass space, a masterpiece. We're, we are pretty much the, you know, the company that makes the art of life's moments, you know, happen. You know, I see such a great, uh, opportunity here for when you look at some old i mean i was just actually looking at some of my old scrapbook stuff from my my parents and just you know like just to have an old photograph of you know my mom and dad you know hanging out by the pool or something like that you know created into a larger scale portrait would be like fantastic yeah absolutely we, we do that all the time you gotta realize you know if you look at your phone right now Go through your, your photo library. You probably have, you know, 3,000, 7,000 images on your phone that you take and you're like, Hey, I want to look at this image. But, you know, most of the time that the pictures that I take from a concert or, you know, my, my parents back in the day, it's stuck on my phone, you know? So with us taking that image from your phone, hand painting it and seeing the textures, the colors, uh, and the art come to life, you know, it really brings that, uh, it really, really brings it home. You know, it's always, it's funny. I mean, when we had film, and it was, you know, you would look at the pictures and you'd save them and you the scrapbooks and the files and everything else in the digital world. I mean, like you said, you know, tens of thousands of pictures are just going there. And, you know, if it comes across your mind, then maybe it comes across your mind. But it's not like it's front of mind like it used to be in the old days. And I'm, I'm looking at. No, absolutely. I'm looking at your paint, your paint through prices. And this is they're they're so, affor- I mean, affordable for original piece of artwork. I mean, I was I was almost hesitant to click on it. I'm like, looking like, okay, well, this is going to be like, you know, going to cost me like a thousand bucks or something like that. And it's, uh, yeah. you know, unless I want to put, put a giant billboard up, it's not going to cost me a thousand bucks. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's why we do it. Cause you know, for most people, and, you know, JD Kameen is the, the CEO of the business and he started this, you know, the, the, the idea, we kind of came up with the whole painter concept, but he had an image from uh, him and his wife are in Paris. And they had this beautiful picture that got, you know, done professionally. And he's like, it was his first year anniversary. He goes, I want to get some for my wife, Liza. And he goes, what can I get her? He goes, okay, you know, I'm going to get her a painting of our favorite picture of us in Paris. He went to a gallery in Florida and the gallery, you know, the owner's like, well, you know, you know, give me a piece, give me a picture and I'll send it out to, you know, 10 artists and then we'll come back with a price. The price was, you know, I think 2000 bucks, 3000 bucks for, you know, a 12 by 16, um, hand painted paintings, like he's like, there's got to be a better way to do this. So that's pretty much, you know, with the start of how paint tree came about. And, you know, our prices started at $185 and go up to a thousand, you know, a huge four foot by six. So if you reach out to, you know, uh, you know, artists or go to galleries, a small painting is going to cost you a thousand bucks. So with us, we're fortunate enough to have so many artists and keep them working. That's what keeps our prices so low and affordable for everybody. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, if you're in the market for that, go to paintrue.com. It's paintru.com. Oh, hey, and also I want to mention that we have a promotion going uh, for this podcast. Uh, we will do 15% off Paint True order. Uh, use code A, the number 4A, Ethics for Arts, for 15% off your purchase. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Wow, that's so, that's nice. A, the number 4A, and again at paintru.com, P-A-I-N-T-R-U.com for 15% off. That's awesome. Thank you very much, Eric. I don't want to take any more of your time. I mean, I will say welcome back, uh, not home, but to Annapolis. And we will see you on the 27th, which is Wednesday, the 27th at 7 p.m. Uh, you can go to MarylandHall.org, get your tickets. Tickets are $40. It does include a full year membership to Maryland Hall. And there is a live a live online 
not live, an online auction uh, with all sorts of different art things there. I know that I was talking to – we were talking to Damien. He said he's got some photographs that Ray Lewis apparently is a very accomplished photographer who knew. And uh, oh wow, from, yeah, from him and some other things. So it's uh, you know, and and I always think it's it's hysterical to look at somebody that you know as one thing, and you find out there there's a whole different side to it. I mean, okay, you look at Eric Catani and say, oh yeah, I got NFL and he's a football player and a Navy grad, the you know, uh, you know, and then there's this whole other you know, say softer. I don't want to say softer because it's not necessarily, but it, just a different side of somebody and and. It's fantastic, and I think it's a great melding between uh, athletics and art, which is the perfect name for athletes and arts. No, I I, com- I completely agree. And you know, there's a, there's a movement out there. You know, you know more than the athlete. You know, hashtag more than athlete. And you see all these athletes, uh, especially you know, one of my good friends, uh, Andrew Hawkins. He is one of the most diverse human beings and creative human beings that you know that I know. But he's a he's a five foot eight, maybe you know, wide receiver that. You know, played a bunch of years in the league, but now he's doing all social media content and interviews and interviewing LeBron James. And he's just, a, you know, amazing person. And, you know, more than an athlete talks about him, but it talks about all these other, you know, men, women that do so many different things. And that, I think Damien is doing such a great job by, you know, spotlighting uh, these athletes and, you know, also helping the community out by, um, you know, those kids that are painting or singing or dancing, whatever they are for those couple hours a day. Getting them out, getting them out of that environment that they're uh, you know in, in there daily. So I really appreciate your time. I appreciate Damon's time with Athletes for the Arts. Absolutely. Well, we will see you on Wednesday, the twenty seventh at seven p.m. Uh, Eric Catani, who didn't lose to Army and Navy. I mean, that's that's that that's the killer line on the resume right there. Uh, I love it. Go Navy, beat Army. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ionanapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.